0: Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with myself, Robbie Musto, and my mate alongside me, Robbie Earl. Another weekend, Rob. Mm. Another bunch of stories. The biggest of which is we have a history maker, Jamie Vardy, now scored in 11 consecutive Premier League games. Nobody's ever done that before. I think it's a marvellous achievement playing for a team with all due respect like Leicester City. How's he done it?
1: How dare you call him Jamie Vardy? <laughs> Sir James Vardy is now his name. I mean, he's done it, Rob, with great enthusiasm, good finishing ability, um, some technical quality. And when you think of the likes, the, the strikers, the likes of Thierry Henry, Alan Shearer, Andy Cole, Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, people at the very top of the game who haven't got near this kind of record, it shows you what this guy's doing. And it's a, it's a compliment to him. It's a compliment to his football club, Leicester City, that they're still sitting near the top of the table. Uh, they went toe to toe with Manchester United at, at the weekend, and everybody said with Leicester, Rob, that you know all oh, the big games are coming now. They'll 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 drop off. Well, that's one down. They've got a draw. They still sit above Manchester United, and I know they've got Swansea and Chelsea to come, but they're only mid-table teams, so. Claudio Manieri and his group, will be feel that, you know what, we're not in bad shape at the moment, and
0: they'll look forward and enjoy the challenges coming up. They will. I mean, massive confidence, massive respect to Leicester City Football Club. Jamie Vardy has done it. In some ways, Robin, in quite a basic way, by running in behind mm-hmm. with great pace, with, with precision finishing and a confidence. Now, I mean, you just see him even in the warm-up tunnel. Yeah, it looks, yeah, he looks, he buzzing, puffs his ch- yeah. chest out. He can't wait to get out there. Swansea away at the, on Saturday, the next game for Leicester City. I think he'll score again. He's got All that right. kind of confidence. Here you go, Robby musto
1: Here you go, Robby Mosto. Big club. I'm a big club. I've got ambitions mm-hmm. of finishing in the top six here or in Europe. Does Jamie Vardy come on your radar? Absolutely comes on the radar.
0: but uh, 29 years yeah, of age in January year, coming up. It's all about the fee. And if you're Leicester City, you're not going to let him go for a number under £20 million? Pounds. Wow. you're Not, are you? No,
1: no, not really. But what if Jamie Vardy thinks he wants to go for that kind of money? You know, going better himself. He's 29. Rob. Football's come to him a little bit late. He might think he wants to go and earn a little bit more money. I don't he, think at he's
0: that guy. I think he appreciates what he's got. He's come from non-league football. We know that. He's had to really work hard to get to this level. He's banging in the goals. He's enjoying himself. I think he's loyal to Leicester City.
1: Okay. Loyalty and and players. Wayne Rooney, Robbie Musto, if he was available now in the market, would all the top six sides sign Wayne Rooney in the form he's in?
0: No chance. No chance. We both love this guy, Rob, over a period of time. Mm Mm-hmm. But now is the time for him to sit on the bench. He's not wow. playing well. He's played in all positions. You, captain you're patient. Manchester with United him. captain of England doesn't hold him in. it doesn't give him a little bit more time. Not for me, it doesn't. I mean it might do with Van Gaal. Van Gaal loves him. Mm. But he has to see that Wayne Rooney right now isn't giving anything. The odd, decent crossfield boy pings it across from one side to the other. Nothing around the box. No, ter- no, nothing in terms of beating defenders, scoring goals, creating goals. He isn't doing anything right now. I think well, he needs a bit well, of time. T- t- You've said,
1: Rob, that, that we have to give Manchester United time because they've signed some young players, some inexperienced players who maybe don't know things at like the so We're talking about Lingard and Martial and Memphis. Yeah. Okay, so surely you need a little bit of experience in them. Doesn't come better than Wayne Rooney. His goal record, his experience that
0: he's played, the level of football that he's played. Isn't he the old head round the young shoulders? Michael Carrick, Bastian Schweinsteiger. Juan Mata's not an inexperienced player, Rob. Give him a, a slot in number 10. Juan Mata wants to be there. He's got better numbers. He's got better assists. He's got better goals. He's did it at Chelsea for a couple of years. He is the player for me that should play there to slide boards through to these front, front players.
1: Okay, let's move on from Manchester United and turn to another team. And I'm going to put two words to you, Robbie Musto. Arsenal injuries. Two more. Wenger Fault. <laughs> that's three, I think. I think <laughs> that's three. Okay, two more. Red zone. And that's something that Arsene <sighs> Wenger and his group, his staff have uh, uh, brought into football as the time when players are in dangerous mode of training and playing and they may need to come out to rest or they're likely to get an injury. Now, before the game kicked off at the weekend, we were reading that Alexis Sanchez was in the red zone, that we knew he was, he was on that edge of, of maybe picking something up. Arsene Wenger, we, we're told after, Decides to play him because Alexis Sanchez says, I want to play. And he now gets a hamstring injury, Rob, that could be out for th- some, anywhere up to three, four, five weeks, an important time of the season. Ron Koscielny goes off with what looks like a back or hip injury. So we're now talking more about Arsenal in- injuries than we are about Arsenal being at the top of the table.
0: Knox, Coquelin's tackle, injured. Mm. Koscielny, knock. You get that. Yeah. You... But, but the muscle injuries, and I have said it so many times, I'm fed up with saying it, the hamstring injuries at the Arsenal Football Club is not normal. Alexis Sanchez played the whole game the other day, Rob. 20 minutes to go, 70 minutes, to were 3-0 up in the in the Champions League game. Why don't you bring off the guy that's been amazing, that's worked his socks off, that works all through the summer in different games and competitions, give him a break. Mm. This has, this one is absolutely on Arsene Wenger. He must be embarrassed about it. The fans, can you imagine how the fans feel? Cochland's cool. got injured. Uh, we don't know about Koscielny. Other players have been injured. It puts stress on the ones that have to play week yeah. in, week out. They play more. They get into the red zone. They don't get rested. It's a cycle that we've seen for years. We've talked about this
1: period between now and the turn of years being the most crucial period in the season. It sets you up for what you're going to do for the second half. If you look at Arsenal, they play Olympiacos in, the, in the Champions League in a couple of weeks, Rob. It's yep. a must-win game for them. Yep. they now Manchester City at home on the 21st of December, a game that they really need to be, to be, be getting points that's, that's, that's about a, a month. That's a month's time. So they've got a month between now and that month, Rob. They could almost be Dipping out of the top four and out of the Champions League. And then where are we again with us? And well, maybe he'll do something in transfer window this time. Maybe we start hey, about talking about next season. Calm
0: down, you. Calm down. Let's rewind a little bit. This is why I said Arsenal not the league. You were having him this year. In awesome we trust. Robbie Ar- <laughs> Musto in awesome we do, trust. Do you know what I mean? You know I,
1: what I mean. I, I do. What I mean. Know what you mean. When I was, I was disappointed with the Alexis thing today because mm. he almost came out after, and and I think Arsenal Wenger is very righteous and, and does the, the the right thing and thing in the way. But he, he was off today when he said that, that Alexis Sanchez wanted to play and I played him, and it, it doesn't sit good with me. Another player, Robbie Musto, who. Hasn't sat well with me what I saw at the uh, game at Tottenham. Chelsea, I'm talking about Diego Costa. Apparently didn't warm up with the players before the game. Was stretching, we saw him on the side of pitch. He's thrown the the bib towards the direction of Jose Mourinho. Apparently didn't have his boots on before the game. Rob, we've been in football, we've been around dressing rooms. Let me tell you, that's a player with a problem, what we call with a hump, who doesn't want to play on the day, doesn't want to
0: be part of the squad. It's another problem for Jose Mourinho and Chelsea. I thought he should have played the game, okay? I, I disagree with Mourinho's selection. I thought I think he should play in that particular game against Spurs. I think he can rattle those two centre-backs at Spurs that have been so, so good. That being said, he's dropped him. And he has to react in a better way than that. He has to be emotionally better and to say, you know what, I haven't scored many goals. The numbers say it. I haven't it looked like strong really in the last couple of games. He made some bad runs. I have to respect my manager's decision uh, and just sit there. Flinging off his, his, uh, his bib. Nearly strikes uh, Mourinho. It, it, his demeanour, his face, his bottom lip was out. I mean, it was embarrassing, and uh, it's just another problem for Jose Mourinho. And just on the bigger picture, by the way, Rob on Mourinho. I mean, we we have been a bit more positive over the last mm. few weeks. I thought they should have really gone for this game. They want to get in the top four. Spurs are going to be a, a miles ahead of them right now. I thought they'd have gone for it. Spurs looked a little tired for yeah. me, and. Are we any closer to really thinking that Mourinho's gonna get this thing back on track, Rob? Because at the moment they're still a long way away. I know results have been mm. better. I'll tell you what, if I'm the ownership now, Rob, and I said it a few weeks ago, I wanted to see the six the next, yeah, six, the next games. six games. We're at that Just point, aren't we? Just yeah. seen it. They lost to Liverpool, they'd only draw with Spurs, but they've won those two Champions League yeah. games. That for me continues his time. You're gonna have to see So they how go it out of the Champions
1: League, what you're saying? I'm looking for In a new manager.
0: Terms. I'm looking for a new manager.
1: Well, so you he, he'd be out before Christmas if if they go out the Champions I'm looking for a
0: new manager. Now, if I can't get... If I can speak to Pep Guardiola or or if I think the the potential is better to get somebody in the summer, he stays in charge, Rob. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for a new manager because I don't think now after this period of time that the players will ever fully play for him like they've done in the past?
1: Well, I thought today was a good indicator of how the club feels. And, and Jose came out after him and he was saying, oh, it was a great performance and Edin Hazard was outstanding. He wasn't that good. He was okay. He, he, he made a couple of things for himself. The team didn't play that well, Rob. They defended off in, in mm. banks of six defenders and, and a couple in front and they, they waited for a couple of moments of counter-attack. But I thought it was as much about sending a message to Diego Costa. We can do without you. I think it was him being stubborn, playing... Hazard in what we call the false nine, drifting in between the front and back. It, it was a typical Chelsea, and, and I think that's where they are right now, Rob. I don't think they can uh, go out and go toe-to-toe yeah. with, with Tottenham Hotspur. they got good this, players, Rob. This was a tiring Tottenham Hotspur, who I didn't think, off the back of that Europa League, ever quite got that verve and, and, and athletic drive that they had the, the week earlier against West Ham United. But we're now talking about a Chelsea team, Rob, who look like a mid-table team. Yeah. They're 10 points yeah. behind Tottenham, where we are, and they look like a mid-table team. We saw another game after, West Bromwich Albion, playing at West Ham, <laughs> and there were similarities between the two teams and the way they played. We know, we know that Tony
0: Pulis and Jose Mourinho have this kind of relationship. Maybe there's something more to that. Just, just finally from me on, on, on Chelsea, and I feel strongly about this, there is very good technical mm, footballers yeah. at mm. the football club. They don't want to be sitting back with Oscar, Azard, Sesk, everybody else and playing this way. Pedro, somebody if, else could get me, a better tune let out. Me of throw,
1: let me throw one at you. If Jurgen Klopp is oh. in charge of that Chelsea group, what, 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 what are the ambitions?
0: Miles higher. All of a sudden, the effort, the work rate goes through the roof. The, the, the I'll tell you what. Same kind of thing has got me thinking now. There was no attempt for any of those midfield players at Chelsea Mm. to go and win the ball, to press anywhere on the field of play. It worked out. Spurs weren't very good. But that's what Klopp would bring. And I think Klopp would do a a great job for a number of teams. Just want to talk a
1: little bit about a couple of the strugglers at the the wrong end of the table, Rob. Let's first look at Aston Villa and Remy God. Lost 3-2 at the weekend to Watford in a game that he said before is becoming a must-win game. We're talking about relegation six-pointers in in November. Mm. Where does Remy go for here Because every time I've seen visibly, this guy looks a bit haunted by what he's wow. taken on.
0: I think he's always looked a little... Th- maybe Listen, I think it's probably his demeanor. He's a very quiet guy. I mean, totally different to Tim Sheward in his, in his bravado and his confidence and his swashbuckling style. Remy Gard's going to be trying to be more thoughtful, uh, more methodic, really, in a way of getting him out of trouble. What he's looking at now, seven points gap now to safety. I think that it, it, this club... It's going to be bottom of the table at Christmas, and we all know that it's very, very difficult to get out of it from there. Leicester City did it. Is this Robbie Earl Aston Villa team, capable at any point mm-hmm. of winning four or five games on the trot to get them to safety? Not with this group, Rob. They've got five points from 14 games.
1: Nobody statistically has ever been in this situation yeah. and survived relegation. And I look through the group, Rob, and there's not enough there for me. There's not enough experience. There's not enough know-how. There's not enough drive. Not sure if there's enough ability, but we've seen teams well, in, in Leicester, similar system, City, last Leicester year. City, Sunderland at one point, you know, yeah. looked well out of it and, and found a way. So, yes, it's about going back to back results as Sunderland have at the moment and finding a way. But my, my gut says I don't really see it. Let, let's also talk about another team and a manager who doesn't look that down, always talks it up. Steve McClellan, they got beat 5-1 at Newcastle, uh, uh, at Crystal Palace, but the players apparently went yeah, in on Sunday. He's all just, happy yeah. and, and I'm sure he's talking positives. But Let's just get down to the, to the brass tacks of this. Newcastle United don't look much better
0: than our good friend John Corvo was in charge and they looked an absolute shambles. Listen, we have, we have of course, the, the very, very nice benefit of, of being in dressing rooms, mm. of listening to coaches' speeches and fallouts and arguments for, for 20 years, each yeah. of us, all right? And... For the most part, when there's a clear the air meeting and there's some words said and the manager mm. looks upset, mm. the players, they do you have react. a little bit yeah. of a shake-up yeah. yeah. and you, and, and you yeah. get a reaction from the next game or maybe a next run of games. I mean, this, <laughs> to, to, to lose 5-1 on the back of that, the manager must be thinking, what do I do? Yeah, But he's got to find something to do because you can't say, and the Newcastle fans have said, and I read a few things like, well, it's, it can't keep firing the managers at Newcastle. It can't always be the managers. The players are to blame. Well, yes, mm. But the manager, I'm afraid, has to get something out mm. of the players. However he does it, put cuddle them, you know, cajole them, hammer them, whatever, overtrain them, mm. change system. Yeah. You've got to go, do something to, to basics, make a Rob. difference. Go Absolutely. back to
1: basics, make it a nil-nil. And, and, and you're only as good as, as your big players, your experienced players in your dressing room. As we've been when we were kids and we were looking up as, as big players, and then we've been those bigger players. And I look at Collecini and I look at Sissoko, Rob, I'm not sure I'm having them. I'm not sure they're going to lead this team out. I don't think it hurts them enough each week when they get beat and they clap the fans, they get back on the coach and they go home. And then we see it week after week. And they write letters in, in the program, how sorry we <laughs> are for the way we yeah, played. Yeah. And then the week
0: after, we see yeah. another performance, Rob. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way that the, this, this club is structured, with the players has brought in the Tovans and the Suzokos and all these type of players, um, I don't think they're ready to roll the sleeves up and have a relegation fight. Now... In terms of what's coming up, they have got another big game against Newcastle on, uh, against Liverpool, Liverpool Sorry, mm. at St. James's <laughs> Park on Sunday, and Liverpool finding some form. We'll, we'll be up for it. The way Jurgen Klopp has them playing,
1: even though they played in the Europa League, we still saw some energy, we still saw some press. It wasn't as, as high-octane uh, high as we know, but Jurgen Klopp's got the winning habit. Yeah. He's got a way... You talk about man management and pushing buttons, this guy seems to know how to do it. And Newcastle at the moment, Rob... You know, he has to be thinking, Steve McLean, a couple more bad results of this nature, and and he could be out of a job. Also because of the kind of people who are out of work. David Moyes. Exactly. Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. And your mate, Nigel Pearson. I'll give Nigel mention There's good quality managers out there. I think it's a great job for Brendan Rodgers. I think Brendan
0: Rodgers could take that club into a top 10, top 8, you, position you, and you re- rehabilitate do you, himself do you think he fancies that working with mike ashley that club that's troubled that nobody's it's newcastle rob the, I the, know the it potential is, I know it's it
1: 50,000 people it's a potential to go toe-to-toe with a, any top four club in this country if you can get that right massive if
0: but i think they might do ju- it might just tickle Brent, brendan's fancy i think a little more more realistic is david moyes i think it'd be a fantastic mm. job for him to come back in i think he'd relish that And uh, I I think that'll be very, very fun to watch. Well,
1: we'll keep an eye on that one, Rob, the the Newcastle story in a season where the only consistent thing seems to be Arsenal picking up injuries. So make sure you join us for next week's podcast. And don't forget, you can tune in both to Robbie Musto and myself on the Two Robbies radio show 5 p.m. Eastern time every Saturday on NBC Sports Radio.